Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Missed anything from last week, you can get caught up to speed via the podcast at WRQK.com. Today's going to be a huge day. We have a Perfect Circle tickets, a band I absolutely love. And apparently that show's November 18th, Wolstein Center. We'll get you into that. And also, the Canton Charge have already kicked off their season this past weekend. The home opener, though, will be on the 15th of this month, and we'll get you into that. And then, also, every single hour, 10 after each hour, we'll have an opportunity at $1,000 for you. We'll give you a keyword. You'll text it in. You'll have more money than you had yesterday, basically bribing you to make it through the end of the program. Fantone, how are you, buddy? Fin to go this morning, dude. Let's do it. Let's Is get that it right? Going. Let's make it happen. Best radio show in Canton, Ohio. We might as well get it on, right? I uh, I, I would agree. Right? I, I would I would extend I would extend that reach a little further than okay. the, than the city limits. Okay, Do but uh, but I, right. but I like the mentality. How was the weekend? I wait. You know what? Okay. I, I want to lead you into what I want you talking okay. to me about. Because right. your girlfriend posted something via social media that I could not wait to hear the story on, and all I saw was there's a U-Haul driving down the street, and there were people hanging off the back of it. Sure. Children hanging off of the back of it. Now, how this all, it was, I think, Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which day it was, but one of the days, we uh, we live over on the southwest side, so we're coming up Maryland, which is kind of like... dub As dubs. We, uh, Maryland's kind of like the central hub of that neighborhood. It's like the main street where you kind of... you, pu- you no, It's tr- got a speedway at the end of the street. Right. You, t- you, turn, <laughs> you turn onto your street off of Maryland, essentially, is how yeah. most of that goes. Sure. So we pull and we turn onto Maryland, and I'm driving, and my my girlfriend says to me, she's like, oh, my God, do you see that? And I don't know, like maybe a block or two up, there's a U-Haul. And on the back of the U-Haul, there's three children hanging off the back of it. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, what is wrong with people? And she takes a picture. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's crazy, blah, 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 blah. So she posted up on Facebook. And nothing really kind of happens of it until yesterday. And yesterday, this dude gets on and is like, who cares what your opinion is about kids hanging off of the back of trucks? Like, nobody cares. Like, who? blah, 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 blah. And this guy was not a friend of hers, but a friend of mine through Facebook. I don't know this dude, though. Just somebody who sent me a friend request. I said, okay. And I understand there is a little bit of like, well, aren't we just wrapping the kids up in bubble wrap nowadays? And is this a tattoo? Well, I mean, in the, I mean, yes, we did this as kids, but doesn't was, mean you should do it. It was still grossly irresponsible. Yes. And if your parents were like, ah, oh, dude, it's just kids being kids. No, my parents would have yelled at me for doing it. Of course, for hanging <laughs> off the back of a yeah, truck. Yes. And so, and so, I mean, like, and so this guy's like, well, you don't know how fast it was going. And it's like, yeah, we did. We were the ones who took the picture. That thing was going 25 miles per hour, like any other car on Which that street. Which is pretty fast. If you fell off the back of a truck and hit the it hit your head on the on the pavement going 25, it, you're gonna have a rough way to go. You could be dead. You I could mean, die. Like, you very easily could die. I don't know what the chances are, but you could die. Now these kids are all under the age of 15. I'm gonna say it maybe, looked that way to me. Maybe the oldest one was a teenager, a young teenager. Below that was probably an a nine year old. I'm going to say, and probably a 12 year old. These are just guesses that I'm putting here. And so this guy kind of gets more and more upset about it. And my girlfriend's point initially was like, she's like, dude, you're gonna come onto my Facebook and say I don't care what your opinion is well then what are you commenting this right. for? why would i care what your you opinion stopped your is? day to comment so you do care right so like so, right so so your whole take is well i don't i don't care what your opinion is and then it comes out and he kind of comes out a little bit more um i think he was the one driving it 
that's where it was like, that's why this guy got so butthurt about it. And that's why really? this guy got so like, bah, 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 bah. he tries to make the point that like, it's the same thing as a garbage truck. It's the same thing. No, it's not, dude. No, it's not. Number one, those are adults. <laughs> like, I, be- I believe when the garbage truck gets up to legal speed, both guys are in the truck. Right. When you're hanging off the back of it, that's when you're going down the alley, stopping, stop, stop, grab your truck, throw it in there. Stop, throw, throw, throw your trash in there. Right. When it's going 25 miles per hour, and even so, dude, you can't pretend like a garbage truck and a U-Haul are the exact same things on the back. There's no, like, like set footing on the back of a U-Haul. It's not like, and there's no handle there. Like, garbage trucks are specifically engineered to have somebody hanging off the back of it. And, like, to, right. to, to say... To there's say, a handle. To say that, like, hey, a 10-year-old is the same thing as a, 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 a trash worker? Like, what are you talking not about? Not even close. Dude? What are you talking about? I just stole the photo from your woman's Facebook page, yeah. and I've just tweeted it out at Sansbury Show, so if you want to see the photo of what we're talking about um I, i've just tweeted it out so you can now, see it it's not like my girlfriend like said like these parents deserve to be in jail or like these people we should report them to child no, protective services but, or like we should report them to u-haul for misuse of their of their of their truck because let's be real u-haul doesn't want you hanging off the back of their trucks i can guarantee you no. that in your contract that you signed that it says like well if it doesn't i'm sure it's implied no children hanging off the back of trucks there <laughs> well it should be implied well it yeah. should be implied yeah so uh, I mean, yeah, it probably was him. There was a part of me. No, I mean, like the way he the way he started wording things at the end, I was like, all right, this is the guy that did it, and that's why he's so upset about it for sure. Um, uh, I, because I, I, because he's been caught doing something wrong and realizes it now, looks like an idiot, now. right? And like, you feel like an idiot. It's not that it's not that bad, and it's like I get it, dude. Kids are going to do irresponsible things. It's not it's not that you don't have to encourage it or to be complicit in it. Be the one driving it. <laughs> right. You're the one driving it. You yeah. allowed them to jump on the back of it. That's so pretty bad. I felt bad yesterday and just because like I don't. my girlfriend my girlfriend is a very strong independent woman. She'll do what she wants. She is. But at the same time I just felt bad because I'm like babe like this isn't this isn't your friend saying this. This is just some listener that like you know and doesn't view sudden, you as a person. Now all of a sudden you're in the, this fight with this guy on Sunday night and I didn't want to put you in this position. No nah, that like, sucks. And she's like she's like no. She's like I'm glad. She's like I have to deal with crap all day at work. She's like this is good. Like I'd like to get into an it's, argument. So. It's, one of the, it's one of those things where, again, you have a public job. People stop viewing you as a person. You're an entity. You're just the thing that gets them through the worst part of their morning. And so, like, yeah, people feel as if they can say or do anything to you and the extension of you, hence the girlfriend. It's We all do it. It's much like how, like, even a guy like me who has a public job will say things like, well, you can pay $25 million to catch a ball. You know what I mean? We all do it. It's just part of of life. When I saw that photo, I was like, man, I need the story behind that one. Yeah, yeah. So there it is, dude. Kids on the southwest side just hanging off the back of trucks. Buddy, uh, I can't wait to talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock because, dude, we got a lot of stuff going on in the sports world. And now, apparently, coaches are now blaming the front office for screwing up the, the, the the uh, the trade with the Cincinnati Bengals thing on purpose because they didn't want AJ McCarron and that they were just trying to like kind of placate Hugh Jackson of yeah, yeah yeah maybe we'll go get you the quarterback you want and so now that's a thing Ohio State fans have lost their ever loving minds I, and again guys you're you're probably not going to compete for a national championship now you lost to an unranked Iowa team and in spectacular fashion I mean you got, got smoked yeah. You, yeah you got smoked so you're outside of the national con- you know, championship conversation. And again, this is where I personally can still like Ohio State football and not care about this because I don't believe I am owed a championship every single year. 
I don't believe I'm owed that. And to the people I saw who were already like, get rid of Urban Meyer. He doesn't know what he's doing. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. There's maybe five college coaches in the country that can legitimately coach, and you have one of them. And if you want to run them out of here because you lost to Iowa, that's on you. Scott was actually in Iowa this weekend. Yeah. He was at the game. I don't yeah. know how that happened. He'll have to give us the stories when he uh, when he We don't in. talk to Scott about uh, you know the NCAA football thing a lot cuz it's not his field of expertise, you know, expertise. It's not really what he does, but since he was at the game and yeah. there's that wave to the Children's Hospital that happens every Iowa game, I do want to get his take on that and what it was like being there and uh seeing people, you know, live in that moment, but oh my god, did JT Barrett and Urban Meyer take a shellacking via social media. And you know, I said and I hadn't seen the box score. I didn't watch the game, but I said, dude, I don't know if you can blame all of this on JT Barrett. The the defense gave up 50-some points. Now, I didn't realize before I tweeted that he had thrown four picks. Yo, dude, it was just it was like, turnover central, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's going to put your defense in a situation where they are going to be straddled and not really be in the best position to win you a football game. However, I just, you know, again, I feel like I'm a realistic sports fan. I don't expect a championship every single year, so now my, my entire year's not ruined because Ohio State it's not going to win the national title. I'm just not one of those people. I like football. I like to bet on it, but it's not going to depict my happiness, and nor do I think it should depict your happiness. We are hooking you up with $1,000 every single hour. That will make you pretty happy. Your first opportunity is happening right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the home opener, Canton Charge. So excited, dude. Yeah, I would imagine you are excited about that. Yeah. As uh, For those of you that don't know, Fantone is the in-arena host for the Canton Charge. Unfortunately, the Charge lost on Friday night. It's all right, though. They got another game this week, and then, uh, you know, things really get going November 15th. So, Do you know fun. how our boy John Holland played? Uh, yeah, he was definitely one of, the, uh, one of the bright spots for the Canton Charge, him and big man Kendrick Perkins. Um, it's one of those things, dude, you in the G League... You uh you have new teammates every single year. It's a new like crop of guys. So sometimes it takes a little bit to get it going. So uh, I would assume. By you mean like the Cavs? A little bit there, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> like but the big difference is there. The big difference is there is the Charger. I swear to you, going out and playing as hard as they can every single night. I'm a little concerned. The Cavaliers are not. We talked to John Holland on Friday. You missed that interview. You could. Get caught up at WRQK.com in the podcast. I don't know, dude. Weren't you telling... I, I believe it was you just this morning off the air that was telling me that, what, they lost to a bad Atlanta team at home, but they beat... Who was it on the road? The Wizards. The, the Washington Wizards. Wizards. The, the very good Washington Wizards on Friday night. See, doesn't that then, then prove my point, which is ultimately that the Cavs are fine and that the, this is... I don't know if it's orchestrated or it's just we don't care right now and we know... like We'll beat the teams we know we have to where at the end of the season it's going to matter where our record's matched up, but it doesn't really matter if we lose to Atlanta right now so we don't care. Yes, I mean, I think there's probably a little bit of well we got plenty of time in front of us we can make this up on the back end I mean it's not even we're not even a t- like a tenth of the way into the season really yet um, but at this point it's like uh, at some point you, you can make the argument of flipping the switch flipping the switch flipping the switch but like yo turn it on like what are we waiting <laughs> let for? me let's, see it once right like, okay. let's, let's All flip right. that son of a bitch right that's, there. that's not a terrible argument I, will, I, I would agree I'd want to see it every now and again too so I saw this yesterday and again I it, this didn't affect me because I no longer um, I, I no longer have television service 
cord. This. I, I did. I cut the cord. Did. Okay. But I saw this yesterday where people were complaining about like Channel Three and like the the local news stations breaking in on like tornado coverage yeah. for Sandusky. Yeah. And like I heard people say, Sandusky isn't Cleveland. Why you do? Well, Sandusky doesn't have a TV station. They don't. It's covered by the air. By, right. So Cleveland helps out and is kind of like, hey, you know what? We'll stay abreast of what's happening to you. And here's why I'm okay with it because they do it for Canton, too. Yeah. And the, so, like, I want to know if a tornado's rolling through my town and not what the score of the Eagles game is. It's, it's within the viewing area. I mean, whether it is or is not the, the metropolitan of Cleveland, I mean, that's that's the whole point of those stations and the point of, like, first alert weather, like, like things like that, is to save people's lives. So, yeah, I mean. I couldn't believe that. Um, and here's the thing: is I understand there's sometimes people feel like maybe they they ring the alarm too often or are they they press it too much? But it's like, dude, the moment they don't though, and somebody right, dies, exactly. Now they're now they have a problem, right? Now it's like you guys. Well, why did you wait an extra 15 minutes? Why didn't you? Why didn't oh, you ring the alarm? Oh, for all the mighty sake of making money, putting your products on the air, right? right? That's exactly what you'd be saying had somebody died, right? And so, like, I that I just don't get. Now, I will admit that there is part of me as a viewer, I'd be like, damn it. I don't care. I'm not in Sandusky, but ultimately I want those people to be able to get to safety. I think maybe a part of what could help this out. Now, I know on your phone you can either have you know emergency alerts on your phone or you can turn them off, too. The like that, the Amber Alert thing. Right. The thing yeah. that irritates me with like a... Those you know, things are so loud. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you're looking for a child who has been abducted. and <laughs> Hey, you know, we need your attention here. Right. It's, it's loud for a reason there. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, I mean, do you make the same argument when your city turns on tornado alert, or like the actual tornado? The, like the sirens, sirens no. So, but I, I guess maybe what they could do is, and the thing that I dislike is sometimes you'll get like severe thunderstorm warning, and the audio will come on and. Burp, burp, burp. Why don't they make it so that when if you can just rewind it and it won't still play? Yeah, you I, know what I mean. I, I that does need to be a thing. You're right because when I'm watching something that I have, like, or when I used to be watching things that I would record, that it was kind of annoying. It's like this isn't even happening. This right. is four days later. Like I should be able to skip through this. However, I do kind of want to point this out as people were bitching about this. Okay, this woman now lives in Reminderville, where or, or essentially where I'm originally from, and she says, "Look, man, that tor- that tornado almost took out my whole backyard yesterday, and I'm." kind of in the, in the viewing area. I want to be able to see that. She's like, is reminder is that okay that they tell me? Yeah, I mean, my parents still live in Twinsburg and they've had power out since I think like 7 o'clock last night. And they still, still have power out. Wow. And I think it's 50,000 plus people in Summit County who have power Jeez. out. That's not Cleveland! That's, a, that's, that's a lot. not Cleveland! I know the weather was bad. Like, I worked Saturday night. I was, out, you know, I was up at the Agora. We had dog fashion disco in the house and it yeah. was actually a lot of fun. We had a ton of fun. Actually, do, do you know that band? I think you would like that band. Sort of do know that band. Never have really gotten into them, should I? It's like it's like Faith No More and System of a Down had a baby. Okay, and I right, like both those honestly, the entire time I was watching, I've worked like ten of their shows. The entire time I was watching, I was like, oh my god, this is such a Fantone band. Stansberry thinking about me over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, I, I was, like buddy. I was, buddy. Wanted that reach around. Wanted it. Wanted it. So, but I did. I, I they are. They're kind of like System of a Down. And, uh, you know, uh, who, who did Faith No More? Faith no it's more. kind of like okay. they had a baby. Oh, that's so good. long story short, like our long story long, rather. <laughs> I, uh, so I get home late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. It's like 2 a.m. I go to bed. And what woke me up Sunday morning, honestly, was the sound of the rain hitting the pavement oh, next yeah. to my ha- like next to my apartment. There's an alley next to my bedroom. And oh, my God, dude, it was loud. Like, I couldn't believe how and it wasn't thunder. It was the ra- how loud the rain was. I mean, that had to be a torrential downpour. Oh, yeah. I mean. 
we had a little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning up uh, on, on the S dubs over there. But yeah, I mean that rain was crazy, and I, I'm pretty sure as I was driving in, and as I walked, it was to pretty the bathroom, bad this morning. Yeah, as I walked to the bathroom, I could still hear the rain on the visibility's so. going to be a little low. Give them a couple extra feet in front of you. We'll get you caught up on the Teds. I have no idea when we do traffic. Honestly, I probably should know that. It yeah, probably, probably should be written down in here. Uh, we might be doing it right now. I. <laughs> I have no earthly idea. UK says they may have found the most undateable woman. I'm not sure that's true, but we'll give you her story next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I will be honest, Fantone. Football is the one thing that kind of makes me uh, a little bit regretful that I cut the cord. Uh, You just asked me. Did I see that fight between the Bengals and the Jaguars yesterday? And I had not. I had not seen it. And now that I've seen the video, it's like A.J. Green, the, the Bengals' like best stud, wide receiver. Yeah. yeah, stud gets into it with uh, is, is it Jalen Ramsey, if I have his name Correct. right. And man, dude, it's like full on punches thrown, like the whole thing. Oh no, I mean it's it's MMA style. Um, everybody obviously kind of making the joke of like, well, these dudes still have their helmets and pads on, so really, like, why are you punching him? Um, which makes sense. I understand that, like, yes. but still, uh, I kind of watching that yesterday. There was a little bit of me that was like, dude, I wish it was like hockey. I wish like where I, they got to fight. Yeah, like not all the time, like hockey, where it's not you don't you don't just go out there and brawl every single down. But like, I wish there was maybe like a the coach could throw like a you know a fight flag, a fight flag, right? And you get to pick a guy, and the other guy gets to pick a guy. You take helmets off and just square up, man. That's a no kneeling league there. Oh, dude, yeah, dude, that's, that's USA, USA all the way, baby. That, that's a that's a no kneeling league there. But, but wouldn't that be sweet? Now, now the players, yes. the players are never going to want it. You know, it, it's a different sport than hockey. Well, you got to do it by weight class too, right? You can't right. just like Miles Garrett tee off on that a wide true. receiver, that is true. right? Yeah, but that's the thing is you get to pick your champion. You get to pick your dude. That's a little Game of Thrones is there. That there? Is that yeah, what they do. I forget what it's called, but you can have somebody, if you're sentenced to death, you could have somebody fight for you, and if yeah. they win, you get to stay alive. Send Miles Garrett out there, just start banging. Well, I wouldn't skulls. pick a Brown to fight for me. Crushing skulls. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't do that. Which, by the way, Fantone looked this up this morning. The three major networks in this country are down 8% year to year. NFL's down 5% year to year. Stop buying this hype that nobody's watching the NFL anymore. It's a complete and utter fall- fallacy. It's a lie. People are still totally watching the NFL. They're still totally fine. World Series was down this year. NBA's down across the board. Well, of course, this the World year. Series was down. It was Houston and the Dodgers. Don't get me wrong. People like the LA Dodgers, but the dude, the Houston at nobody cares. It's like the Cubs were in it last year. That's why it was a huge number. You, uh, you've just gotten to a point, especially with the NFL. But it's such a, a changing of how people view products, how people watch stuff. There's so many other options. There's so many other things that like. Don't get me wrong. The NFL is not happy they've lost over a million viewers on no. a weekly basis. That is not a good no, look No, but them. what they are saying behind closed doors that they never want you and I to hear them say is, well, we had a million people to lose, though. Right. Like, we, right. we, we, I mean, if any organization has a million people to lose, it's us. Still number one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Lost a million viewers, still top of the pops. Right. That tells you how powerful the NFL Stop believing. I see all these still photos. Oh, my God. Look at the empty seats. Yeah, at halftime, people go get a hot dog. I get it. 
I got it. Or people you can, don't come to Browns games. You okay. can see the score on the ring around, like in the stadium, and you can see where it is in the game. It tells you, and it's like, well, no, of course somebody's sitting there right then. Now, you know, with that being said, that you know, the ratings are down a significant amount. I mean, a million people is a million people. That's a no lot of people. What. Um, you saw the NFL yesterday. Uh, I, what I want to say, kind of, kind of tried to save some face here yesterday. And In I the didn't salute watch, to service thing? No, I didn't watch that much NFL, yeah. But I, I, I probably watched, I don't know, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. And it was every commercial break. Hey, I'm this weird, football right? player. And, dude, soldiers are the best. Have you heard about soldiers? They're the best people on the face of the planet. Well, and a lot of guys who play in the league served on some level. You know what I mean? So, like... A lot of them made the point of either, you know, their service or a lot of them made the point of my dad, my uncle, my brother, you know, families, family members and things like that. Um, I, I would say it's like... Well, dude, you're obviously just placating the audience. They you're are obviously, and but it's like, but that's what we all do. Like, that's the name of the game. Welcome to broadcasting. Right. Like, you, of course, you're telling them what they want to hear. Of For course you sure. Are. It didn't. Come yeah, Geritol's going to fix all your problems. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't come off necessarily as insincere, but in my mind, I knew I'm like, well, dude, they're just they're just countering the point. Most here. things on television are insincere, but I guess I know that. This is what I'm always saying: is that I'm actually woke. I'm not this 2017 version BS woke. It's like, yes, most things on TV are insincere, and they are playing uh, on you and what you enjoy or what you want this country to be to fleece you out of your money. Welcome to television. Um, all the all the coaches yesterday were wearing these new. What do I want to call them? Like camouflaged kind of style of jer- of not jerseys of like zip ups and stuff. Like okay, that. all right, and all they right. Look, they look pretty fresh. I won't lie, they looked really cool. But when you take I didn't the, see those. When you take in the fact that all those coaches were wearing those in order to kind of show support for the troops, and all those players were out there saying like, "Dude, they soldiers. didn't make that decision." No, no, of course not. They didn't make the decision, but. All the people who have been screaming at the top of their lungs, this is not the place for politics. This is not the place for your political opinion. Blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a bunch of politics. All of a sudden, when it's the politics that agree with you, you're like, yeah, that's fine. Well, is that politics, though, or is that just showing appreciation for people who get told where to go, what to do over somebody else's politics? I'm not sure that's politics. I think it's... It's in the neighborhood. I I think to divorce the military from politics is a hard thing to do. Very hard to do, because it's the political right. yeah it's the it, it yeah they send that arm to go enact right. what their policy is so right. yes I, I yes i get that all right there is that's kind of one of those things where we're both right so long as it's pro america you're fine with it or yes. what you what you, you consider to be pro america yeah. as soon as it's something else oh, it's, not, it's not politics we can't have it here yeah i uh, again i, I wish the NFL didn't have to do any of that stuff. I wish they didn't have to have pink ribbons for breast cancer, but they do have to do it. Otherwise, they, and this is why, it's because of how much money they make. And if they keep all that money and they don't do anything for any other causes outside of it, it looks rude. Right. There's a little bit of when you're in a position where, number one, you, you, you're a in a role that most people wish they were, whether that's an NFL player or on the radio or whatever it is, when you have a position where people look up to it, not necessarily you, but it, um, you are going to have to constantly show them, hey, I'm a good dude. Hey, I'm a good person. That's a part of like making sure that people like you and people want to you know, be associated with what you're, what you're, what you're shilling there. Um, you can only sell products if they trust you. Right. You, yeah, I mean, you that's have to build That's the only that. way you can do that.
And, Trust is key. And by saying like, hey, I'm against breast cancer because I know your mom had breast cancer. That's an easy way and to build that somebody, trust. Right. Somebody, everybody somewhere has been affected by it one way or the other. It might be an aunt, a sister, a mom, somebody. But everybody in this country knows somebody who has dealt with a breast cancer issue. And so, yes, they pick very broad things like that. Don't, don't draw my word there. But they picked very wide nets, let's say. And that's what they do. But is, do all those guys really care about it? No. But it's the way we get to, but you get sold that they do. You go, oh, you know, I got to tell you, this NFL, man, high scoring games and they care about my balls. I like it. And I mean, there's a little bit of, at the end of the day, they are raising awareness. They are raising money for if you, whether you agree with the reasoning or not. I mean, there's no wrong. Or there's no wrong reason to do the right thing there, right? I and mean, the wide receiver can still catch whether he's wearing pink gloves or not. It doesn't affect the game ultimately at the end of the day. So that's why I don't care. Um, you mentioned at the beginning of all this, uh, the, the the TV networks down across the board. Fox is down twenty percent in primetime viewing. Twenty percent. That's wow. huge. That's that's a fifth of your audience gone. What does Fox have? I mean, outside of Family Guy, what do they have? The Orville? Like, I mean, how many shots are you going to give Seth MacFarlane at other shows? I don't know. I, I mean, mean, how many times you got to see? I, I, I don't know if that's been successful, but like, I, but all that's in like the Sunday funnies where it's like you've got Family Guy, the Orville thing, Simpsons, there's Simpsons. There's that, which is still, I'm sure, a big brand. There's that unnatural show or whatever with 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 Craig Robinson or whatever, and like, but those oh, are, God. but like on a Monday, Ugh. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have zero clue what's on Fox. I have no idea what's going on on that. Station. The only show on Fox that I was watching and begrudgingly because it's not like it was great was like that awful TV version of Lethal Weapon. Like I was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was watching that and I didn't hate it. But I don't miss it. Like, I cut the cord and I don't miss that. Which, by the way, I didn't even try. Fantone said to me this morning, he's like, did you even try turning your TV on? You probably still got multiple channels you could watch. I never even once tried to do it. For sure, you'll have some. You'll, just you have you'll, to, you'll, right? You'll have a digital TV. Um, and if you go to, like, Walmart or Best Buy or whatever, you can go get a digital, like, receiver. Antenna thing, right? And you'll get a decent amount of stuff. And at that point, I mean, I never gonna, even thought you're going to miss the cable even less. I wish I would have been able to watch that UFC fight the other night, but I had to work. Uh, Cody No Love lost. I can't believe that. I did not watch that. I have not seen the highlights of it, but I'm curious to know, and I'm sure somebody in the audience did watch. Um, did he lose because of his hubris? Was he in there dancing? I want to know that, was too. He, was it his, his ego? I didn't did see just, it. Because here's the thing. DJ Dillonshaw is a good fighter. He and is like, a damn good fighter. Dudes lose in the UFC. Yeah, welcome to UFC. Cody Nolov had never lost a fight. It was his first loss in UFC. So, I mean, it was bound to happen. But I wanted to know that, too. Because if I'm going to be honest with you, if he wasn't from here, I think I'd hate him more. Because I just don't like... I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Conor fan. I think Conor's fantastic. I'm not the biggest... Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of his. I just, that showboaty style, I just root for those dudes to get their faces beat off. I just do. There's something about the fighting sports that draws charisma out of some fighters. It does, yeah. I mean, dudes like... And you need it. You, you've got dudes like Stipe, who's just constantly humble, who's constantly like... Just take the lunch oh, pail to work. Right, right. right. And, but then you've got dudes like Connor, like dudes like Muhammad Ali, dudes who are out there showboating, brash... Mm-hmm. And, who are the stars. Right. I mean, it, it, as much as I don't like it, it, it's like, what do you expect Cody Nolov to do? Not do that? That's the way to reach superstardom in that sport, and he knows it, and he is. I got to give it to him. He is good at it. But if he wasn't from Ohio, I think I would hate that guy a little bit more because I'm not the biggest fan of that style. GSP taking care of Michael Bispin, who I hate. I hate Michael. Hate him.
George St. Pierre, that guy has to be like 50 years old. He's right? got to be plus, close. I mean, like, he's got to be plus, close. I would assume. I mean, that dude was in like UFC one. Like, dude was fighting Tank Abbott, right? Emmy writing in says he was kind of getting cocky and ahead of himself, but not totally. He didn't watch the kick that was heading his way. Thank you, Emmy. I appreciate that. I be I am going to try to track down some videos of that. I didn't get to see it. I'm a huge UFC fan. I didn't get to see. It. I was working Saturday night. I wish I would have watched. It. Honestly, that whole card, top to bottom, was stacked with good fights. Stacked. That was a good card. We have Canton charge tickets. You'll have them. Seven thirty. More stands where I show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking about that UFC fight the other night, UFC right. 217. I couldn't believe I, I, I can't believe I missed that. I, I re- really wish I would have called off work and, and seen that fight. We found out via the audience that GSP is only 36. The guy he fought, Michael Bisman, is actually older at 38. That's crazy to me. Dude, I, when did GSP start fighting? At 10? I, it's something like that. It feels like he's been around in UFC since, like, I mean, he's the con- old days. He's considered to be, like, one of the forefathers of the sport. Like, I mean, like, I, I looked it up because I wanted to compare it. And, like, Ken Shamrock, 56. Like, the Gracies in their 50s beyond at this point. So it's just, like, how did, I mean, was he 10? Like, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I would have seen those fights. I can't believe he's only 36 years old. He feels much older than that. Feels like he's just been part of that conversation forever. So I did a very good job yesterday staying away from social media. Okay. All right. Concentrated Uh, effort there? Is that something you uh, meant to do? I think it was just accidental. I think, honestly, I woke up yesterday and I was just like, ah, the phone's in the other room. Ah, I don't care. Whatever. And so, like, and I, um, I just stayed off of it. And so I didn't actually know about this story until this morning. But uh, and for those of you like me who maybe are just waking up for the day, we've had another mass shooting in the United States, this time Texas, and it's left 26 people dead, including eight members of one family. And welcome to churches in a small town in America. That's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I don't know how big Sutherland, Texas is, but I would imagine a, a smaller community looking at the photos that I've seen here. And so when I heard eight of the same family, I was like, wow, that seems like a lot. And Phantom was like, dude, think about it. And think about when you were growing up. Your dad was the minister. Right. How many members of your family were, were in that church every Sunday? And right. God, yeah, you're right. Like 20, 25 of them. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just the way it is. That's, I mean, especially, like you said, in a small town like that, I'm sure this is an area of the country where religion is still very highly you know, oh, held yeah. and, 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 and something like this happens. Victims ranged in ages from 5 to 72 years old. I read something this, or not read something, I saw something this morning. It was one of the sheriffs had made a statement that a majority of the people who had passed were women and children. Yeah, well, yeah. according to those killed, included the 14-year-old daughter of the church pastor. Um, the girl's mother, her parents were traveling out of state when the shooting occurred. The gunman, dressed in all black tactical gear, included a ballistic vest. Uh, he fled the church and was later found dead inside his vehicle. Authorities said an armed resident confronted the gunman outside of the church and had shot him. Um, his photo has been passed around the internet and, uh, he honestly, I, I mean, I'm not trying to make a joke here, but he does look like somebody who would have a gun on him and would take it out and shoot you if he felt like you were doing something wrong. A a witness told CNN that he, uh, that he and the armed resident pursued the gunman in a, in a chase for roughly around 11 miles. Speaking from Japan, the president spoke up, expressed condolences for the victims during a Monday news conference and said he believes the shooting was caused by a mental health problem, not an issue with U.S. gun laws. 
Obviously, people are going to be at each other's throats over this. I already saw Chelsea Handler's already blaming the Republicans and all this. And I, look, I, I get it that the, the, there's strong arguments on both sides here. And, uh, you know, I believe in home protection and all that. Should we start limiting what people have access to and be able to carry around here and there and the bump stocks and this and that? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, at some point, we got to start having conversations. I'm not afraid of conversations. Just, be, just because we're going to talk about it doesn't mean necessarily that the guns are going to go away. Now, I understand what the argument is. Well, you know, if you already have the gun, why, you know, stopping people from, you know, buying one next month, it doesn't stop this from happening. No, but it maybe stops the next one. I don't know. All I know is that having the conversations openly and honestly isn't going to affect me. It's not going to take my gun away. Uh, Just by talking about it isn't going to do that. So maybe talking about it is what we should be doing. Here's the thing is that maybe talking about it is what we should be doing, but there's no conversation to be had anymore. At this point, it's just foaming at the mouth from both sides, people screaming at each other and making no progress. Honestly, it's kind of gross. Actually, towards actually fixing anything. And it's I, gross. I, it went, but the thing is, it's not. It's, it's yes, you're both screaming, therefore you don't hear each other, but you don't want to hear each other. There is no like middle ground there. And I, I believe there's a lot. I, 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 thought, I, I thought this as I was kind of driving in today and kind of thinking about like, well, how are we going to handle this? And like, what am I going to say about this? And I think the maybe the most frustrating thing, and I don't want this to come out of my mouth wrong, is that like, I'm not saying that like what happened didn't matter, but in like the big picture, this isn't going to matter. Like nothing's going to change. Nothing nothing's, will change. Nothing's going to be different. No, no, co- I no conversation to be had. Massachusetts is the only state to to outlaw bump stocks since Vegas. I mean, look, if Vegas didn't change anything, I doubt highly Texas is going to change it. I agree with you. I, I stand firm to if if and, and, and I saw this this morning that Columbine has now been bumped out of the top ten deadliest mass shootings in American history. Crazy to think about, right? That. And I mean, like think about how different things how felt after Columbine and like oh my god and like what a moment that was and now like I said I don't want this to come out of my mouth wrong I felt numb to this like when I watched it yesterday I wasn't like sad I wasn't like shocked I wasn't like uh, like bothered by it I guess no just like I woke up this morning saw, saw it via Twitter and I was like and honestly the what went through my mind first is well here we go again right Right, right. Well, here and we go again. I, I just want to be clear that I'm not saying like these people's lives didn't matter or anything like that, but this like this conversation, like, okay, what happens next? Nothing. The, gu- the gunman identified as Devin Patrick Kelly, 26, according to two law enforcement sources who have been briefed on the investigation. Police have not officially named Kelly as the shooters. From what I'm when I'm reading this, I believe that's probably how it has changed by now. Um, there's probably been a- an update to this. I mean, yeah, I I don't really know what to say here. I, I understand that I, I know anti-gun people feel like today th- th- that there's a side for you to win your argument here. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. Um, I, I just I feel like people who rush to say this, it's you people over here who are responsible for this. Right. That that to me right. is kind of gross. I think the pe- person who did this is the person responsible for this, not the people from a political party that 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 I disagree with. I'm not going to blame all of them for the actions of this person. I just I'm not going to do that because I'm constantly told that when it comes to Islamic terror that I'm not supposed to do that. So I'm not doing that to the gun community today if I'm not supposed to do it on the other side over there. That's all I pretty much have to say about Sutherland, Texas. I you know I you know people had this to say too. Thoughts and prayers. They were in a church. Thoughts and prayers don't do anything. It's a well-intentioned sentiment, so I'm not going to I'm not going to chastise somebody for a well-intentioned sentiment either. Your next opportunity to score yourself a thousand dollars is happening right now. 
your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. Chill. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have Canton Charge tickets for their home oh, opener. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on the 15th. We're going to get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Shout out to John Holland last week. I know he came in on Friday, did the 9 a.m. hour with yeah, us. Um, a lot of times you get athletes who are like, man, screw you, radio guy. I don't want to open up for you. I don't want to, you know, you're going to make fun of me or you're going to be a dick to me or whatever. And John Holland came in, was the man, gave us a good interview. Shout out to him for sure. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. A lot of times athletes are like, they're so standoffish because what ha- what's happened now is that a lot of the media, and I'll use air quotes for that, are out to get them. They're out to like find, oh my God, maybe he's going to say something that I can retweet 12,000 times right. and be, I'll get popular off this dude's right. comments. And so like they know that now, and so they're very guarded. And he was great. And, and honestly, I would like to see him be a little bit more of a regular because you build a rapport with guys like that. Now, all of a sudden, you can start talking about a lot of different things. They'll open up, give you some answers. So, yeah, I was a big fan of John Holland. We'll have him on again. Sure. Yeah, big fan. We'll get you hooked up with those tickets here momentarily. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me via Facebook and via Twitter, so I'm just going to lay it out here for you. Okay. Yes, the new Call of Duty World War II is awesome. Okay. It's awesome i i it's exactly what i wanted it to be i to me if you ask me they over delivered really um there were a lot of people who have been rushing really quickly to hate on it um i maintain that maybe i desire less from my video game experience than some of you do um and and i I would have to weigh that in but they went back to world war ii um it's a more standard straightforward first-person shooter, which is what I wanted. Um, the upgrades are great. Uh, the maps are fantastic. I, I've really enjoyed it. I think it's it was easily worth the money I paid. I, I feel like I got exactly what I wanted it to be. Spent all weekend running around killing knots. I did. I, like I did indeed. I, like I, I did indeed. For, for Call of Duty fans, nerds like myself, I will tell you that I've already prestiged two weapons twice. Okay. Already prestiged the Airborne class. Okay. And I'm currently a level 37. Nerd! Jeez, dude. Did you do yeah. anything else this weekend? I, I worked. Mean- that was it. <laughs> okay. So I will tell you Saturday, I did. I woke up at 6 a.m. Saturday, and I played from like 6 a.m. till about 2.30. <laughs> dude, think about anything else you would do that long. I couldn't come up with eight hours of something consecutively. There's no way I'm watching a TV show or anything like that for that long. You're sitting there blowing off Nazi ads, dude. Well, my my laptop is sending me I miss you cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like hitting me up. My my laptop's now posting memes on, on Facebook talking about how I broke its heart. Pornhub's lost 5% of its viewership over the course of the weekend. Stansberry's got to take a break. You're damn right it did. You're damn right. Yeah, no, I I did. I feel like that game has over over delivered. Well, good. The Browns feel as if Joe Thomas has over delivered, oh, and they're now going to make him the highest paid offensive lineman in 2018 with a new deal. They amended the contract of Joe Thomas this week, making him the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL. All of the league for next year. The deal includes three million in new money over 2017 and 18, including a one and a half million roster bonus paid this past week. Plus a raise, Fantone, of a million and a half bucks in base salary for 2018, which will now be $10.3 million for Joe Thomas. Factoring in the base salary and bonuses, Thomas is scheduled to take home $13.5 million in cash next season. That's the highest figure currently for any NFL offensive lineman. 
Thomas, a pro bowler, in all 10 of his NFL seasons. Right. That's pretty impressive. Right. Obviously placed on the IR after a triceps injury ended his streak of 10,363 straight snaps. Uh, mind-boggling impressive. Snaps, right not there. games, obviously, but snaps. That's still, that's incredible. I think it, what was it? I think it was like less than 20% of all NFL players played in every game last year. Less than 2%, I think it was. Was it 2%? Percent? 2%, I believe. Yeah, and the number was crazy. I remember we did it. The number was crazy, and he's played in, well, did every snap for over 10 years. Jeez. Now, Joe Thomas, um, an elite left tackle. There's no question about it. I mean, the, the guy's resume speaks for itself. Um, I just don't know if this is a good idea by the Browns here. And I feel like at this point, it's like, are you signing yourself up for the anchor of Joe Thomas for how long, dude? And I'm not saying that, like, boy, if you get rid of your best player, all of a sudden you're going to be a better team. But, like, what has Joe Thomas done for the Browns. I mean, genuinely, what has the guy done for the Cleveland Browns? I know, uh, he's the best player on the team. I, I get that, but that best player on your team has translated into a decade of terribleness, of awfulness, of just of just of just the the, the bottom of the barrel football, like the worst possible football a team. Could yeah, play. it's pretty bad. It is. It's pretty bad. I, I, I don't understand how doubling down on Joe Thomas, unless you're giving him this contract. But that's, but then you're making him less lucrative in a trade deal. It's because you got to trade him, dude. I'm sorry, but you do. This is all about the fans. This is all about if if you don't give him this money, what fans say today is, Jesus, we can't even get the Joe Thomas thing right. It's the only thing we had for ten years, and you're not going to pay him. Like that's what's going. This is all a PR move. Joe Thomas deserves that money. There's no question about it. Like, as, especially as an offensive lineman, those guys get paid. Like, you get paid handsomely if you're good at your job. If you're good, I have got to no, be good. I have no problem with pro athletes making that money. I just feel like it's ridiculous for the Browns to double down and say we're recommitted to you. Because let's be real, how much longer does Joe Thomas have in his career? Well, I mean, dude, you're what 10, 11 years in. Right. I mean, what, I mean, it's got to be under. Five, right? Right. I mean, you're not going 16 plus years. I mean, I don't. I, I don't wouldn't think, think you will. Not at that level. Um. And 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 with that being said, it's just like you you, you have to look for post Joe Thomas era Browns, and that's going to come whether he decides to not come back from this injury or whether it's four years from now when he decides to finally call it quits on on his career. But to double down on him and to to feel like he's like, well, he's what we're going to build around next year, that's a terrible decision. I guess there's also this rumor going around now that, like, the Cavs, or I'm sorry, the Browns coaches are concerned that Sashi botched this A.J. McCarron trade on purpose. And I, I look, I'm no Sashi supporter. I think he's the number one thing that's wrong with this team right now. I really do. Um but for self-preservation reasons alone, to get hired by another NFL team down the road, I don't think you would do things like that. Yeah, I mean, automatically fired. If, if I'm the owner of that organization and yeah. I find out that you intentionally botched something that then was you're agreed done. upon, you're done, and you're never getting hired never again. Is ever, now, you can make the argument, well, he's the Browns GM. How is he ever going to get hired ever again anyway? Maybe. Although he's not the GM, right? They, they, they technically, like, Munch is already always on that about, which, by the way, you can catch Munch this week Friday with us, but he's always on that about how they don't have a GM. Um, you're still in that role, in that position, and somebody's going to end up, even, you're right, well, he's the broad GM, is he going to get another job anyway? Someone's going to give him money, but with a rumor like this, and if that is the facts, I mean, 
I don't buy that one, but I could be way wrong. Right. I mean, I don't buy it. But With I this team, nothing would surprise me. I didn't buy Billy Manziel either, and I was wrong about that. So, like, yeah, this, you know. This thing's a mess. This thing's a mess. I, I will say, I don't know about, I don't know, was it $13 million for a left tackle to protect what? Like, you don't have a quarterback. I can make the argument this is the last time in the world to double down on your left tackle. Like, the, the, like this is the opposite of Houston. Houston sent their left tackle out to Seattle, which was stupid. Although now, I mean, that kid's hurt now. But you at least had what looked like a franchise right. quarterback, and you're going to send the most important part of your offensive line out to Seattle, which was dumb. Where we're doing the opposite thing. We're doubling down on the left tackle, and we don't have a single thing to protect. It's crazy. Interesting. He's worth the money. I, I'm not arguing that Joe Thomas isn't worth the money. He's worth. He's earned the money. That's a little bit of this too. Is that they kind of feel like maybe ah, eh, you know what? This guy's been here. He's always said the right thing. He's never knocked the franchise. But think about that. Just screw the ten thousand snaps. That think about all the the times that that guy's been the only bright spot that whole organization. So the microphone's always shoved in his face because he's the only thing that matters. And he's never once, never one time, had a crossed word to say about the place for which he works. Which is, honestly, for a guy like me, honestly, it's a little, like, it's encouraging. Like, I, dude, I want to sit down with him. Dude, teach me how to do that. <laughs> Rock 1069 screws up once, and I pounce. I just pounce. Like, I could never play for the Browns. I would be the guy out there with cigarettes in my mouth at my locker. Like, well, look at this trash heap they give me. <laughs> I, dude, that for that alone, Joe Thomas is worth the money. Canton Charge kicks off their home portion of their season. Season's already underway, but the home opener's on the 15th. We're going to send you right now. We'll take caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625 on charge tickets and be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. I want to congratulate Robbie and Maslin, who won himself some Canton Charge tickets and was pumped about it. Yeah. I mean, he I guess his wife is a big basketball fan. He's like, dude, she's going to be so happy. So, And Robbie was like, look, man, I wasn't sure about you at first. I was a Bob and Tom fan. Ooh. Station yanked Bob and Tom off the air, put yeah. you on. I wasn't sure at first, but you won me over. He says he's a big fan of the product. Now he likes it. Um, that's always one of the big compliments to me. I feel like Bob and Tom, uh, obviously an iconic radio show. So if we could transfer you from that, that's I, always a good thing. I got to be honest with you. I, having worked at a couple of radio stations, Fantone's worked at a slew as, uh, himself. I have never seen a nationally syndicated show get taken off, put a local show on, and the ratings not tank for a year straight. I've never seen that oh. ever until this happened. No, as a matter of fact, we we did pretty good that first book withheld, out, and then we kind of like and then went up from there. <laughs> right? Man. I've never in the fire. history of every place I've ever worked, and like and again, there being multiple radio stations in that building, in those buildings, I've never seen that happen ever. So thanks, Canton. We appreciate you, yeah, Maslin too. Yes, thank you. I'm hesitant to talk about this okay. because I think it was, what, three months ago where I was telling this story about when I was out west. Um, I met a woman that uh, that I was very interested in. Okay. And I took her clothes off, and she was my age, and she had a belly button ring. And I thought, uh, and I yeah. thought twice about it. I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. And remember this woman, like, then the next day was like, oh, my God, I realize now that the music's the only reason I listen to you. I'm 44. I have a belly button ring. I have tattoos. What am I, a scumbag? And first of all, I never said the word scumbag ever. I just had noticed. I took her clothes off. I was like, man, this woman's really hot. But that shiny thing in the belly of a 45-year-old is noticeable is all I said. 
Um, and yes, there's something different about a belly button ring. There is. I don't know what it is, but there is something. It's different. It just screams fried bologna sandwich. It's, it's different than most <laughs> just piercings. Does. I mean, maybe you can put tongue ring and belly button ring in the same, you same factor there. I would. You can. Um, and different than tattoos for some reason to me. But, you know, you have a point. I mean, I understand why as a grown adult, like, all of a sudden it's like, no, I've got a belly button ring. Why you'd feel like a little bit like, ah. Now, to be fair, she was sitting there looking at me going, I can't believe this guy's his age still wearing Iron Maiden t-shirts. Like, right. there, there I mean, she had plenty. Of, so, like, look, it's not just you. It's us, too. But so I'm a little hesitant to talk about this because there's this woman and tattoos is what this is about. All right. This woman got like paw prints above each one of her breasts, like right above it. So like the bottom of the paw is still like and I don't know what it would be called, like the bosom section. OK, not the areola, but like the, the top of the bosom section. OK, so if you're wearing like a tank top, you'd be able to see you these. would see them. OK, not necessarily covered by a bra here. OK. Yeah, exactly. So she's from the UK there, and she went to a local tattoo shop and got an image of a paw print. She printed off the internet, Jesus, along with the tracing of uh, uh, apparently her her pet's like paw print. Okay. She spent okay. an hour perfecting the design and left, you know, feeling pretty happy after she got tattooed. All right. She says she was pleased with them in the beginning, but then she went to college where everybody noticed her tattoo, and she says, I was in the buzz of freshers, and I'll translate, she was in the excitement of freshman year. Okay, the buzz of freshers. I was in the buzz of freshers, Okay, okay. and uh, she's like, and I was always getting my boobs out and showing my tattoos off. I guess it became my thing. But she says it lasted about a year, and then people started making snide remarks about the paw prints. Now, she I'm looking at a photo of her. She's wearing a full-blown like shirt that you could wear to work today, okay. and you can see them. Okay. Like, all right? So, like, that's just to give you, like, a frame of reference here. She said, I started getting negative comments and being called names like paw, and then you can put the other word there. She says, uh, they were the only thing that everybody noticed. And I'll stop here and say, well, yeah. There was a great comedian that the world lost way too early. Called His name was Greg Giraldo, and he's one of my favorite comedians in the history of comedy. And he was taught, he had a bit once where he got caught staring at a woman's breasts on the subway, and she had glitter on her chest. And she, like this woman caught him looking at her, her boobs on the subway and like looked at him like he was the pig. And his point was, lady, you put shiny things on your breasts. You didn't think that men's eyes were going to be drawn to those? Like, again, should guys say or touch you? No. But if you don't think you're going to get looks over stuff like that, you're crazy. So she started getting some negative comments about these paw prints. And she says, everything became about my boobs and the tattoos and not about me. And she's now blaming these tattoos saying that she's become undateable. And ladies, I'm just going to tell you right now, okay, at the risk of losing a lot of you, because I know I'm on a rock station right now where uh, this stuff, I believe me, I've hosted events for rock stations my whole adult life. I've seen plenty of this kind of stuff. If you tattoo an animal or an animal part anywhere near a sexual part of your body, a lot of dudes, and my hand is fully raised here, are out right there at that moment. I'm out. If you did, if you got a paw print anywhere near your boobs, I'm out. Like, I, I, dude, I don't care how hot you are. You're not combating that. You're just not. I'm, for me, as a dude, that's a non-starter for me. 
Um, I, I, here's the thing: is when you get tattoos, you're doing them, you're getting them for a reason to express yourself to the outside world, and with that comes, you know, people who are going to appreciate that and people who aren't. Like you're getting those sure. for a reason, so you can't necessarily be like, oh my god, people are looking at these and 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 assuming something about me. It's like, well, of course I'm assuming something. You've about made yourself you. a billboard, right? You've decided to do this, and I mean, I have tattoos, and if somebody's like, yo, hey, that tattoo, like, okay, I mean, you hey, know. My tattoo. Not, not necessarily that I want to have the conversation with you or that I want to, you know, hey, I'll show you every piece of ink on my body or anything like that. But I can't necessarily be shocked that somebody noticed <laughs> them and said something about them. Exactly. Um, and, 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 and as far as this goes, how she's like, oh, well, for the first year, it was a lot of fun because I was showing everyone my boobs and blah, 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 blah. What really happened here? Nobody cares about your tattoos. Nobody, nobody gives a damn. You made yourself such a hey, sexual look at object. My boobs. Hey, look right. at this. Blah, 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 blah. Where it's like, okay, now we've all seen these. Now we're all tired of it. Now we're all sick of you pulling them out in the middle of a party where it's like, all right, it's the Paul, whatever. She, whatever, she says here, I haven't had any relationship lasting more than a month in 10 years. She says, guys get the wrong idea about me. They think I'm easy, which is not what I am like at all. Well, 10 years ago, you probably were. Right. And just, just, just welcome, out, right. to, well, welcome to sexual people. Like That's what happens. You get a little bit more conservative with your sex life as you age. That's just the way it works for everyone. And not only that, but I got to be honest with you. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is wrong. But if I see paw prints on breasts, I think you're easy too. I do. Maybe you're not. And maybe that's maybe it's one of those things about life that we shouldn't feel that we don't judge books by covers and all that stuff. Maybe there's probably good points in there. But I'm telling you, the moment I see that, like if you have a bare head on your breast, I think, oh my god. Like I think to myself, every guy in in your neighborhood has run through that. That's the first thing I think. Um, uh, I, can know, be, I know. I'm sure a lot of you hate me right now, but uh, dude, I'm the guy who tells you stuff. I'm sorry. It, as as it comes to like, uh, what do I want to say here? The assumptions that you make about people, we're, we're talking about two different things. Well, the world we should live in and the world we do live in. And it's like, dude, if you have like a money bag sign on your neck and you have teardrops coming off of your eye and you go into a job interview and you have a government the, check twice a month, the person who's interviewing you is going to have a preconceived notation for of sure what that are. is and who that is. Now, on the flip side of that coin, there's going to be people who see those tattoos and be like, damn, that guy's cool. I like that dude. Yes, that absolutely. Man. So with the good comes the bad absolutely. there. And when you decide to to tattoo yourself, and I guess here's the thing, it's like, bitch, there's 8 million commercials they run every single day about, do you have a tattoo that you regret? Here's the laser thing. Or here's the thing, if it's that tough for you, go get these tattoos removed. Well, she says that's what she's doing now. Pay the money and, 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 and maybe you won't make terrible decisions in your future life. You'll learn from this. Ladies, breasts are fantastic. They don't need any more work done. They don't need piercings run through them. They don't need tattoos all over them. Bre- dude, guys are already obsessed. What are you trying to do? Kare- I mean, honestly, how many, dude, don't, they're perfect the way they are. Quit messing with a winning formula. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. <laughs> 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. I have been uh, well called out by the Twitter audience for some hypocrisy. I am going to Fantone. I'm going to have to walk back something I have just said on the radio in the previous segment. I'm going to have to walk it all the way back. So we'll do that and also get you hooked up with the perfect circle tickets after we talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you this morning? Doing all right, man. Thank you. Uh, You are without power, are you not? I am. I am. Um, 
houses down the hill from me have power, um, which is which makes it even worse. Like I can't think of what that uh, Adam yeah. Sandler movie was, where he like built that gigantic house across the street from his from his friend. But oh, yeah, I, I feel I, I I feel like that's the uh, that's the situation I'm in right now, where I'm like pitch black and everyone else around me has uh has like putting up christmas trees and stuff so you were on the road this past weekend you actually watched the buckeyes get shellacked in person you were in iowa and uh they do have one of the best things that happens in all of sports where at the end of the game the the stadium's right next to i believe it's the children's hospital there and they do what is called the the wave where everybody waves at uh at, at young kids who are like looking out the window at the game that had to be cool to take part in in person right it was end of first quarter. As soon as the first quarter ends, in between in between play, um, like they don't even waste time. Um, there is a I, I, I can't remember. I wish I would have documented what the song was. Um, they play a song, and like through the entire song, uh, the entire stadium, uh, you know, eighty thousand or so uh, waves up at the very very. Um, it's pretty new. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, this children's hospital that. That actually has, you know, their their upper floors can overlook into the stadium, and the, and the children can watch the game. That's cool. Um, and you could you you obviously can't make out ages or faces or anything, but you could see, um, you know, the top floor kids uh, waving back when you're when you're when you're in the stadium, and it, it's super super cool. Um, and then the videos, of course, you know, that they take from inside, like while it's going on, and you see how excited these kids are that like Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes are waving back to them. It's it's it's, it's just really really awesome and it was, it was cool to be a part of yeah that's a great tradition that was that is something i would like to see in person so let me uh, move to the nfl game now if i can scott and let me just ask you a uh, point blank as we're talking to scott from winning for next year.com did sashi brown botch this trade on purpose i don't think so um I because i i mean I I, I I i i see how it can be the case um i i would i would hope that he would not do something to uproot the organization for which he's employed for. Um, you know, now that said, um, botching it on purpose, you know, might, 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 might lead you to get a job in the future. Botching it on accident might make you look incompetent and might, might leave you outside of the NFL. So I, I don't, I don't quite know what the, you know, what the, the, the lesser of the two evils is, but it's, we're going on about a full week here that the Browns, despite not having played a game, look worse than every other football team in, in, in the NFL. It's unfathomable that Sunday afternoon we're just sitting there knowing that the Browns are worse than everything that's on the television without any proof. Um, one of the things that happened with the Browns over uh, over the, the bye week here has been the extension of Joe Thomas's contract, making him the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL. Um, Joe Thomas obviously out with a tricep injury right now. What's your thoughts on that move, Scott? I goodwill, I think, um, and I and I also think it's a little bit added incentive for him to come back next year. Um, there was a, uh, you know, I think I, I don't think it's certain. Uh, you know, there there is a chance, and this this sucks, but there is a chance that we saw Joe Thomas play last game in the NFL, and wow. a lot a lot will come down to his rehab, um, and if he feels like just going through the battle, uh, you know, again. I mean, he was already in a place where he's taken you know, scheduled days off from practice because he's old and they need him healthy and he's, he's, he's been through it all. Um, you know, I don't know how much longer you can do that. So making him the highest paid tackle is something that is probably, you know, arguably, you know, deserved. I, you know, I think, you know, one, one side will say, well, you shouldn't pay somebody who's injured. And the other side will say, you know, you owe this guy 
way more than what you've paid him over his career anyway. So, you know, give him a little bit added incentive. So he's going he's gonna to get a little bit more money between now and the end of the year to rehab, and then he'll get a little bit, uh, about, I think about a million and a half signing or a roster bonus if he decides to, uh, to play next year. So I, I, I'm all for it. Um, we, the, the guy deserves a statue um, for, for what he's put up with with this organization. So hopefully we, we haven't seen the end of him, but that's just a little bit of an added sweetener to make sure you know if, if he's willing to come back, we'll make it worth his while. I've said about Joe Thomas just this very morning that I would put him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the single fact that he has played for an organization for 10 years that refuses to win, and, no, and the, the microphone's constantly in that guy's face because there's no other bright spot on the team, and he has never once said a crossed word about the Cleveland Browns organization. I said to Fantone off the air today, I said, wait till that guy writes a tell-all book. Imagine what would be in that thing. I mean... Yeah, I, 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 I think much like Shaq, um, you know, they, both, both guys could probably write books that are just mind-blowing, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, information. Joe's would obviously be more, you know, you know, Hyper local, and when right. Browns fans would probably care more about it than you know than a than a than a fan would about a Shack book. But I, I honestly don't see. I he could. I I'd be surprised if he did. No, he will never um, do it. Right. You know because because of just the guy he is. But yeah, I mean, again, you know, I I think I told you guys a week or a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there was a there reached a point not too long ago, maybe two three seasons ago, where he just stopped introducing himself to to, to a lot of the younger players, you know, who weren't O linemen because he just felt like you know I played with like hundreds of people and then and they just keep turning rosters over and it just sometimes it's not worth it and younger players took that as a you know kind of a slap in the face but you know at the end of the day i mean he's his job is is one that i think you, you really couldn't expect of anyone to take on like if you if, if there's no way if he's coming out of the draft you tell him oh yeah by the way you're going to get taken the third overall, and and you're probably going to win maybe 20 games over the course of your entire career. Um, you, know, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you sign it's up. For that, but he's he's been he's been he's been a soldier, uh, you know, through all of this, and uh, he deserves every penny he's received, and hopefully he gets better. I uh, yeah, he he's amazing. I for an organization that gets constantly like blasted for screwing up draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. He is a one of the things that they absolutely 100% nailed in taking Joe Thomas. I got one more question for you. Basically a statement that will lead into a question. I think the Cavs are fine. I think the fact that they beat, uh, I, well, they lost Atlanta at home, but they beat that Washington team on the road. I think that tells me everything I need to know, which is they'll gear up and play the games they know they gotta play. Are the Cavs okay, Scott? Yeah, I, I'm not worried yet. Um, I'm frustrated because they should. This one and six stretch of should have been a six and one stretch. Um, and you know, you and, and and if you're if you're a fan of this team and you're seeing all these accolades now being lobbed onto Boston and Kyrie and and everything, and all these young teams turning it around, and you know, I, I feel like you 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 feel as a fan that you deserve more. And I and I wouldn't blame you for that. Uh, that said, if your if your only goal is are these guys going to do well in the playoffs, I do think they will. I think they'll figure it out. Um, I can't see J.R. Smith shooting twenty five percent for the entire season. I would hope not. Um, you know, I so well, you know, I, I and I think that's a, a big big issue right now. He's getting a lot of minutes and he's playing horribly, and and Kyle Korver is playing exceptionally well. So I want you have to wonder, you know, how much longer do they do they continue to trot out J.R. 
even though removing him again from the starting lineup would only be a little bit more disruption. So we'll see. Um, you know, again, big, big game tomorrow against against Milwaukee and then a four-game road trip, uh, one of which is against the Houston Rockets, who James Harden put up a career night last night. Yeah, so things aren't going to be easier for these guys. Um, you know, this was the easy stretch of the schedule, and they have nobody to blame but themselves for uh, – letting it get away from them. There's Scott from RunningForNextYear.com. My man, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8 a.m. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Thank you very much. Fantone, i got to walk back something I've said. I've been, I've been point, it's been pointed out to me that I'm a total hypocrite, and it turns out they're a little bit right. So I'll walk back something I had said. We'll also find out that 80% of you think that something's within reach, and I think you're wrong on it. And we'll also get you hooked up with the Perfect Circle tickets. All three things happen next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansbury, morning host of Rock 106.9 here, and I would have to admit that the dollar does not go as far as it used to. You just can't get a lot for it anymore, except for at the Wake Auto family. Right now, they're doing truck for a buck. That's right. At the Wake Auto Family, it's truck for a buck. Like a 2017 Ford F-150 Super Cab XLT 4x4. You lease it for just $3.99 per month and just $1 down. The Wake Auto Family also has an amazing selection of F-250 and 350 models for you as well. The Wake Auto Family sells multiple brands, including Honda. So if you're looking for a 2018 Honda Ridgeline pickup, they can do that. You can buy or lease it. And again, it's just $1 down. All month long, it's truck for a buck. The Wake Auto Family is Star County's largest pre-owned dealer as well, and they're offering you truck for a buck on new and pre-owned vehicles. So no matter what it is you're looking for, the Wakeham Auto Family can find it for you. You can start online at Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com or stop by in person at the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Head up there so you can do what I did. You'll end up saving the Wakeham Way. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a perfect circle tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. That show, November 18th, Wolstein Center, CSU. That's a show I'd like to go to. I'm a huge Maynard fan. Everything that guy tells Yeah, I know you don't like him, but I like Tool. I like a perfect circle. Pussifer was another band I really liked a lot. I like all his stuff. He can be a little pretentious. A little bit there. A little but, bit. But I like him. All right, so I got to walk back something I said. All right, back it up, Stansberry. Right. Back the thing up. I got I to walk it back. Earlier in the program, we were telling you the story about a woman from the UK who had tattooed, and I mean huge paw prints, above her breasts. Not exactly an uncommon tattoo, because I'm thinking of the rapper Eve from the early 2000s there. She had those like paw prints right there over her boobs, kind of hot. I thought so, man. I thought kind of hot. Uh, see, I always thought Eve was really sexy, and that distracted me away from it. There okay. was a porn star that had those, too, back in the day, and she was really hot. And I always thought to myself, like, yeah, but if those were gone, you'd be hotter. And now she's actually gone the other way now. She's like, honestly, eyeballs down is, like, inked all the way out. Now, I want to make this abundantly clear. A woman can have, like, two sleeves, and it can be sexy as hell. But a guy asked me about this. He goes, "What?" Am-? he's like, you're talking about how tattoos like near the breasts are and you're out. He says, but what about chess pieces? I've seen you in photos with women that you've dated who have chess pieces, which again is like primarily the top of like, like your chest plate, like all tatted out. 
I would agree that yes, I have done that, and yes, if done well, and the art is done well, and that to me is tattoos, no matter where they are, is that if the artist was is really good and the art was done well, then they're fantastic. But I think a chess piece done really well by a really reputable artist and the art's fantastic, is very different than a paw print near a boob. I'm sorry. Tattoos are like that. If the art's great, then they look great. Otherwise, it just looks like you let some idiot from the county fair to, like ink you up. Well, I mean, and that's it. If you if you have prison tats, then yes, they're going to be like... Right. They're, they're, they're going to be like, you know... It's not about the tattoo. It's a, Quit making it about the tattoo. It's about you and the decision-making and like what you thought was good looking and 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 i mean honestly if this if this woman is like well i still want tattoos well then like cover your crappy ones i think there's plenty of examples throughout you know stark county alone where it's like hey i had this awful tattoo and you know what maybe i thought i was going to be a juggalo till i die when i was younger but now i have that covered because i realized the insane clown posse isn't exactly for me anymore so like i think there's i think there's plenty of, good point there's plenty of things you can do there but yes whoever brought that up yes of course like and I wanted to say it too. I was like, "Oh, dude, you're not banging Bonnie Rotten." And I know you were talking about Julia Bond earlier with the with the boob tattoos. There. That is who I was talking I know about. It was who you were talking about? I forgot her name. And well, and that's the whole thing is that like, and and, and you have to remember too. She was hot. There's a real, a very real and 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 fundamental difference here when we're talking about like. Well, yeah, you're 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 gonna go jo to a Bonnie Rotten video. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want your girlfriend to look like. That doesn't necessarily Again, mean that that's what you. I will sleep with a woman that has a huge chest piece tattoo. I'm not sure I would date one. I know I'm not saying I won't. I'm not because I won't say that because honestly, right. I'm more about who you are as a person right. than who you, what you look like. Look at me saying the right well, thing that, in 2017. Yeah, that's, what it, that's what he is. That's that's exactly. What I, I care about who you are okay. as a person. Okay. Right. Look at me saying the right 2017 thing. But I but I am more that way. Um. So I wouldn't rule you out. But one, I'm telling you, an animal paw print solo near your boob. I'm telling you, it just screams kid rock to me. Um, it's, you it know, does. I, I know people want to bang their chest and scream about, you know, tattoo acceptance in the workplace and tattoo acceptance here and there. And like, we can all, we, there's a kind there's of more tattoo acceptance in the workplace than there's ever been. Oh, of course. Yes. You there's, know what I mean? Moved, we've moved the ball down the field. Can you make the argument of, well, there's still plenty of room to go with that? Yeah, sure. Fine. Probably. Yeah. But like, but you've got to remember there's conversations about the way things should be. And those are valid conversations and we should have those conversations and we should strive towards those goals but then there's also conversations about the way things are and the way things are as they currently stand like I said it before if you have a money bag tattooed on the side of your neck dude whoever's sitting across from you in that interview is going to give you a side look there's just no denying that yeah I would agree and you need to know that when you make permanent decisions about the body art that you're putting on yourself you need to be aware of that and that's why hypothetically or like like, ideally we're supposed to be adults when we get these and like you can make the argument is 18 smart enough to know that hey i'm gonna regret this 10 years down no. the line no but i know like, for sure it's not but already been 18 that's that's kind of where we stand is like well if i got every i don't i don't have a single tattoo but if i got every tattoo that i wanted when i was 18 years old i would regret every single one of those tattoos today not that you all do right Right? I'm just telling you, the tattoos I wanted at 18, I would be furious with myself if I had them today. I think tattoos, and don't get me wrong, you go get whatever the hell you want, and certainly, I mean, if you think it's like, no, dude, I just want to get a pineapple tattooed on me, bro, go ahead and get a pineapple tattooed on you. I don't care. Um, but I, I kind of care. I think, I think you have to give it a little bit of time where it's like, all right, I want this tattoo. Six months later, do I still want this tattoo? Six months from then, do I still want this tattoo? Then maybe you're in a place where it's like, yes, I should go get this. But if you just start thinking like, 
oh man, dude, Game of Thrones is pretty good last night. I should get like a little dragon tattooed on me. No, you shouldn't. No, I, I, I just don't view that as being a smart decision in that, you know. T- t- tattoos to me, honestly, are kind of like the Harley Davidson right now. Okay. Where they used to be a symbol of the counterculture. Yeah. And they were the symbol of like, that dude's cool, Bad man. He's got a right Harley. Right. He's got tattoos. That right. dude's cool. Cigarettes, Where yeah. My dentist has a has a Harley right, now. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got a Harley now. I'm not sure that they still stand. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking bikes, right? Because, I, I, again, I work at a rock station. Right. I'm not, the bikers. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not crazy, right? I'm not I'm not insane. But, but even my buddy, my buddy fixes bikes for a living, and he's the one that gave me that theory. He was like, look, man. He's like, I've ridden Harleys my entire life. But now, honestly, when I watch an accountant drive down the road on a Harley, I'm kind of like, why am I still doing this? Like, they're not cool. Like, they're, they're, a bike's always going to be cool. It's always going to yeah. be about freedom and this and that. But they're no longer what they once were. And I think tattoos are kind of that thing, too. And again, it's because of the acceptance that's happened. Where it's no longer like you're not an individual anymore. No, you're not. It's it, once upon a time. You're right. It was bikers and sailors that had tattoos, right? And, 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 and that criminals was it. and like, okay, that was dangerous. That was scary. Nowadays, you're right. When every girl has, you know, a, a tramp stamp from 2002 of a dolphin on the back. Tranquility. Of her. Right, 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 right. You're, uh, you're right. Honestly, the symbol. Okay. Tattoos should just be passed out at Starbucks these days. It's like Panera, Starbucks, and tranquility tattoos. That's all you. You know what I mean? And so, like, I'm not sure. They still speak to your individuality. All this being said, I do think I want some new tattoos. I feel like I'm kind of in that mode right now where I'm like, dude, you know what I want is a new tattoo. I just, I can't think of the thing that screams me that I want with me forever. Like, I'm not passionate about much. No, I mean, maybe both. Get a microphone and have flames coming off the side of it like every other radio rock DJ in the history of things. Maybe get a turntable. No. Because no. we use turntables here all the other no, time. This is my time. goddamn job. It's, it's not outside of that. It doesn't, it's, it's not like my life. It's just my job. I don't need a, you know what I mean? I don't need a microphone. I'm sure as hell not getting an ice cream cone on the side of my face. <laughs> I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going, I'm not going full rapper on it either. 80% of you claim that something's within your reach, and I'm here to tell you you're crazy wrong about it. So we'll do that and give you a perfect circle tickets. That's all next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online, WRQK.com. We have a perfect circle tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. My buddy Seth was actually listening. He was like, dude, he's like, Phantom was right. He's like, I fix Harleys for a living, and I was in the Navy. He's like, I'm a sailor and a biker. He's like, you're damn right. <laughs> you know, he's the one that gave me that theory. His theory is, dude, if you bought all your Harley gear and your bike on the same day, you're not a biker. You're, oh, okay. You're a dude who bought a bike. Okay. Different. And they are different there. My dad was a guy who bought a bike. Like he didn't. Yeah. Live, my dad didn't live the life of a biker. Wasn't allowed to have a bike early on when he first had when he first married my mom because you know she had already had a young son. Then they had me. My mom was kind of like, ah, dude, let's put all our, our finances in the kids. Probably makes sense there. And I remember when my dad, he bought a 2000 Road King, brand new. Bought it brand new. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he brought that thing home. And he and I said to him, I was like, why didn't you buy a bike before now if you wanted one so bad? And he's like, because I had you instead. 
And so I was like, you know what I mean? So my dad was a guy that just bought a bike. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just I don't think Harley stands for what it used to stand for anymore. And if you're Harley Davidson, you're probably happy with it, right? Right. Because right. you've just you've widened the net and probably are selling more bikes. I don't know that that to be true, but I would think it. Right. Instead of just selling a bike to Seth, they're now selling a bike to Seth and eight million other people. So yeah, no, I think that's I think that's okay. Canton Cycles, where he works, by the way, okay. downtown. So if you're you know if you need your bike fixed, my buddy Seth is really good at it. Check those guys out. I need to get this off my chest as well. Right. Like, do daylight savings time, guys? Like, I'm sorry, but watching grown-ups bitch about an hour variance in the clock, it, it makes me want to smack my head into the pavement. You're a grown-up. If an hour either way on the clock screws up your life this bad, I view that as an indictment on the, why the rest of your life sucks. Like, you're the same kind of people that is like, oh my god, life is so unfair, my boss is a dick, and blah, 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 and yet you're the same person that bitches about an hour on the clock. Honestly, the problem's you, not the clock. Yeah, I mean... I, Grow up. If 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 you are acting like this is some great hindrance to your life, that's one thing. I mean, it's one thing to be like, damn, dude, it's not as late as I thought it was. Or, man, I feel like I got up earlier than normal today. If you're late to work because right. of the time thing right. as a grown-up, dude, I'm telling you, you are the problem. And, and if you're going from seven hours to six hours of sleep and that's the big, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You've done that before and you've survived. You've made it Many out Many times. That. It's it's okay to lose an hour of sleep. I I would agree. Now, I know we felt, you know. We gained it. Yeah, 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 we gained yeah. it. And yeah, honestly. What are we complaining about that? It was kind of it that was noticeable yesterday morning. Honestly, I was, so I was driving home Saturday night after working at the Agora and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. The clock went back cuz my right. cell phone was different than my, you know, my clock in my car, which by the way is so easy. It's like two buttons now. Used to be like 700, you know what I mean, to figure out how to change the time in your car. So, Super easy so now. Those good folks at Wakeham right there. They know what they're doing. For you. Yeah, they sell me a great product. Easy clock management. Like easy it. clock management, like right? It. So then I got home and then when I woke up yesterday morning, and again, I got woken up because of how hard the rain was hitting the pavement. So they, that the sound is what woke me up. And I looked at the clock. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, why do I feel like I slept 12 hours? And it's because like, I had an extra hour in there. Are we on standard time now? Or is this daylight savings time that we're on I, when you roll back? You don't know? I wish I knew that. I, I, I don't know which I, one it is. I don't know. It, it, somehow it, the corn's easier to go get now. How, however, however it <laughs> makes it so that it's not dark at 430 is the way we should be year round. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know which one we're on right now, but I don't like this darkness at 430. Yeah, that one kind of bums it me does up. Suck. Oh, I, well, again, there are states that are in you know daylight savings time that don't necessarily have the weather issues we have and the gray skies issue right. that we have. Ohio just has a gray sky once fall hits all the way through winter. It's just the way it is. You don't get a lot of sun here, so I think that that's probably part of that as well. I read this study, and I can't for the life of me figure out who they asked. But a new poll shows that more than four in five of the respondents feel that the American dream is in is within reach. 80% of people feel like the American dream is within reach. 30, 36% of respondents feel that their family has achieved it. Wow. Wow. Well, I've already got it done. Wow. Well, 46% feel like they're on their way to achieving it. Yeah. 36% of people feeling like that your family has achieved it. I'll tell you what I think. At first, you're like, what a bunch of morons. And then I stop and I go, well, maybe their priorities are in line. I was going to say maybe it's a maybe maybe 36% go, you know what? I got a job. So does my wife. I got two healthy kids. Do I have a million dollars? No, 
But my kids are smart. They're not axe murderers. Probably going to go to a decent college. And my wife and I both have a job. This is the American dream. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we've got a slouching of the American dream right there. If 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 the only if the only bar of success is like, well, maybe my ki- my kids aren't axe murderers, and maybe they'll be able to go to college. I feel like that's a slouching of the American dream, and like that's not right. what it's. So you let know. me ask you. What does the American dream mean to fail? Because I'll tell you this. I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to having the American dream. And I got a job I think most people would want. Yeah. And so, like, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near it. But, again, I'm a little bit of a pessimist. What is the American dream to Phantom? Um, I, I, I guess I guess really at its core, a big part of the American dream, and I think what most people are looking for in life, is stability, is the is the knowledge that I have created enough in my life and earned enough and done enough in my life that I can retire, that I can provide for the people that I love. Okay. But I mean, like, look at, look at like, look at what that American dream was where it's like, you mentioned, well, I've got a job. My wife's got a job. Maybe we can send our kids to college. 40 years ago, dad had a job. You sent all your kids to college that were smart enough to go, and you went on vacation twice a year. Yeah, everything evolves, though, and the American dream's going to have to evolve as well. It's just, I mean, welcome, dude, the world's bigger than it's ever been, and that's what's going to happen. Jobs are, dude, they're global now. That's the way it's going to be. The less people are going to be employed here, and going to be more people are going to be employed overseas, and we're going to sell product, we're going to move things around. That's welcome to the world. It's bigger than it's ever been before. And so, dude, when you live in a global society, the American dream is going to have to evolutionize the way everything else does i mean you're just it's not going to remain standard I, I feel like i feel like being able to provide for your family as one person i feel like that should be you feel like a single worker household should be able to provide for a family of four yeah i i do i feel like i mean like not wow. ev- not everyone but i do i feel like working a 40 hour week and being one person you should make enough I feel, money i feel like that's one of those things that people thought was true back in the day and wasn't right like I, 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 I think that's one of those things that people think that their grandparents were like that, and they weren't. Your grandparents didn't have any money; they just did a better job of hiding it than oh, maybe people I just, do. I, I 100 disagree. I think both my both both my parents' parents were in a better situation than my parents are, and I feel like my parents probably going to be in a better situation than I am. I think you could do more with less than, meaning you needed less education to have a job where you got paid a lot of money, but the opportunity to make more money in this country is higher than it's ever been. I think sometimes people, the have-nots, have done not. And that's why you're a have not. And that honestly, if you don't do anything, you're not going to get. But I like I'm telling you, I don't think my brain would ever allow for the, for the American dream to happen to me. What do you I'll think tell it is? I, to me, the American dream is to be financially secured. And I'll never have that. I'll never have it because my brain would tell me no matter how much money I had, my brain would tell me not enough. Go hustle. Make more. That's just who my that's who I am. And I think that's fine for individuals. If that's the life you want to live and that's who you want to be. And you're right. I guess every American dream is different. But I feel like as the country as a whole, like I don't feel like you should be obligated to work 80 hours a week just to be able to pay for your kids. I said this. I said this a few days, a a few weeks ago on the program, and I'm absolutely 100 percent right about it. We do this with ages all the time. If 60 is the new 40, then our Hours of work are going to be the same way. Welcome to 60 being the new 40. The world moves. It's bigger, more global than it's ever been, and you're going to have to you're going to have to maintain pace with that. But I don't think my dad's dad had a financial life any better than what my dad had. I really don't. They were all broke. Now, my parents, I, I, dude, is a guy who knocks on his parents a lot. I got to tell you, like the one thing my parents did really really, really well, and I got to give them all the credit in the world for it, is they hid how broke they were better than most people do. My parents 
honestly, we lived in the, I grew up on Aurora Shores. That was well back then was a neighborhood that my dad should not have been in, should not have afforded. But he did it because he wanted me in good schools and he wanted to to give me the illusion that he had more money than he had and he wanted me in a good situation. And my parents were well more than, dude, I make more money now than my dad ever did. I, I, I guess maybe that's what I see as a part of the problem is that like you shouldn't have to pretend your way into middle class. Now, there's always going to be people with more and people with less. Yes. But like as we sit here and it's just everyone who feels like I'm working harder, I'm working more, but I'm working for less. That's are that's you what, working more? I don't know if you are. You just said you just said the 60s and new 40. again, just because you're there more hours and, doesn't mean you're working more. Go back to LTV Steel. You're telling me most people are working jobs that hard like my grandfather did. I don't. Most people are pressing enter on their keyboard today. You're not working harder. You may be working longer, but you're working smarter than you ever have. Jobs are nowhere near as backbreaking as they were back then. That's why you could survive it. LTV, do you could die in a pit of like molten lava in that place. You're not going to die at Progressive Insurance. You're going to press enter all day and you might get carpal tunnel. Like that's the biggest thing that's going to affect you. The, the, the workplace is different. We're doing different jobs. We're also starting jobs later in the day than we ever have before. The, the world's become more electronic. And so, yes, you may be asked to work longer hours, but a less strenuous job. So ultimately, the end of the day i think that that will even itself out i'll tell you this is who i am as a person and this is why the american dream will never happen for me i spend the moment 1001 hits the first thing i think is oh my god what am i going to do all day tomorrow on the program and then after that once i do figure that out i spend the rest of my day honestly this is honest to god's truth thinking to myself in three years from now when rock 1069 fires me and i'm 45 years old what the hell am i going to do until i'm 60 and die What the hell am I going to do? And I live in constant fear of this being turned over on me and me now being late in my 40s and having only done one job my entire adult life and go, well, now what do I do? Do I do do I swallow the gun? Do I swallow the pills and just call it a night? I don't know. And and I'm not trying to make light of those kinds of things. I'm telling you, that's what my mind thinks is, oh, my God, three years from now, what the hell am I going to do for the next 20? That's why the American dream will never, never come to me because my mind just won't allow it. We have a perfect circle tickets. Let's pass those out. They're playing November 18th, Wolstein Center at CSU. We'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those and start the final hour of the program and get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. want to congratulate Tyler out of Maslin who won himself entrance into the uh, Perfect Circle show November 18th at the Wolstein Center. He was pretty happy about that. We'll have tickets all week for you. Stick around. More opportunities at that. Another opportunity to $1,000 right around the corner. Uh, buddy, I heard you went to the soft opening of the new Melt over at uh, Belton Village the other night. Indeed, I did. Um, it was everything that you could expect from Melt. Absolutely delicious. It was nice, too, because of everything was free. It was one of those. Oh. Yeah, it was like I got the golden ticket, and it took me and my girlfriend and even the waiter was like, he was like, dude, he was like, just keep ordering stuff. He's like, you're not paying for any of this. He's like, I'll box it up for you. He's like, I don't care. Eat on this for a week. He's like, just keep ordering stuff. So me and my girlfriend are like, all right, challenge accepted, dude. Um, Did you tip? 
Oh, of course. Of Good course, for you. Of course. No, I mean, Good for you. Because here's the thing. You're a restaurant employee, right. have been. Like, I guarantee, dude, a lot of people, I had one of those tickets too, was unable to make it, had to go to work. But I, um, I, dude, I know a lot of people went there and did that and did not tip those people who ran around. And like, that, what a nightmare that would have been. What kind of a dirtbag do you have to be to get a free meal and then not tip? Like, Keith Kennedy. Come on, is, people. Is, is the name for uh, that. No, dude, I tipped 50 bucks on it. Cause I was oh, like, good for you. Because I was like, well, dude, I mean, this is, you know, I got $100 worth of food. And honestly, I was carrying my bag out and it was like heavy. And I'm like, oh my God. Look at me. Um, But no, dude, it was it was great. It was exactly what you expect out of Melt. And if you've never been there, the food is phenomenal. But there's also something about those restaurants. When you walk in, it's like a fun environment. It feels like you're in a... Like they a, wrap up Ohio perfectly. And it wrapped up Canton very well, too. Did it? it? It's got like... He does the, that all, all the locations. It's smart. On, on the back wall, it's like all the famous people of Canton, Ohio. So there was like, you know, the McKinleys. And then there was like Macy Gray. And there was the OJs. There was Marilyn Manson. There was, you know, a bunch smart. of different football players that made it into the association. Are they still using the album covers for yep. the menus? Yep. So such a cool idea. Yep. Everything there is just very like cool. My buddy went into business with him to start that whole right. thing out. Well, I'm, I'm using buddy loosely. As a guy I know, I used to, he was a bartender. And I did, I've told this story before where after they closed the bar down the one night, he told us, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, I'm going to quit bartending here and I'm going to go start this grilled cheese sandwich place. And we laughed at him. Right. There was like 20 of us. We were all like, dude, you're going to do what? This bar's an institution. No longer there now. Melt's right. got like 12 locations right. and killing it. So just as a guy who constantly tells you I'm right about everything, dude, your boy, I was way wrong on that. Um, Now, some people have not been to Melt. You and I have been to it a million different times, yeah. so this wasn't my first time. Um, But there's some people, whether you didn't want to make the trip up to Cleveland or you've never, you've even. never, you've never wanted to, to go or whatever, it is a grilled cheese place, but it's not just grilled cheese. No, there was one of these that was down here. I remember when I first yeah, moved in uh, Canton, and uh, I forget what the name of that place was. Extra cheesy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Cheesy Louisey, that's what it cheese was. Cheese Louise, right. And I was like, okay, so you guys have a melt here. And so like, I went in there, and I was like, mm, no, it's not quite melt. Melt is something else. He uses, like, honestly, really good bread, really good cheese. There's like a million things Everything's that you can order. Like, that, yeah, I mean, dude, Matt Fish is the guy that started it. He dude, he really knows what he's doing. Um, If you are a vegetarian or a vegan, they will make anything for you specifically there if you have food allergies. Plus, I'll push you down in the parking lot. <laughs> they're very, they're very, you know, they'll work with you on stuff. Ton of great different drink specials as well. So, no, I give it two big thumbs up. I know the official opening is today, and I'm just going to tell you right now. It's going to be busy for a while. Oh, I bet you for two straight years, dude, because people, in, wow. well, people in Canton, like I said, maybe you haven't made the trip up to Cleveland, but you've also got to factor in like surrounding areas. If you're from like Navarre or something, you're going to be like, all New right, Philly. I'll drive, I'll right. drive, I'll drive to, to, to Belden, but I'm not driving up to progressive field just because, uh, you well, know, even if let's say you do and you drive up and you're like, oh, we'll go to an Indians game and you go, maybe we'll go to melt. Yeah, but you can't get in there. Right. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? You might right. not have been able to get in. So, you know, you're absolutely right. I love the fact that that's down here. When I first moved here, I called him and I was like, dude, bring me one of those here. And he's like, oh, man, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And sure enough, here it is now so that's awesome i want to make people aware of this okay i was told we are given the green light to start promoting this now but on december the first fantone and i will broadcast from six o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock that evening for the long haul against hunger the akron canton regional food bank serves an eight county area through a network of 500 food pantries 
hot meal sites, shelters, and other hunger relief programs. We've done this every year since this show's been on the air here. Fantone and I always have a great time doing it. This is where the Mac and Cheese Mountain came from. This is where like a lot of that stuff kind of came from. No, I will not. Well, maybe I'll maybe. be stealing some food. Stealing. Here's the best yeah. thing you can do. Start a donation center at your office. Right, Put a box up, non-perishable food, collect it, and then bring it to us on December the 1st. I would imagine every year we've given away really good concert tickets at these things. Oh, yeah, and- of course. We'll do a lot of that kind of stuff yet. I don't know what it's going to be as of yet. We don't know what the big shows will be just yet. But we always have really good giveaways for this. And it's I really like this because, A, it's a chance for us to get to meet the people who listen to the program, which is one of my favorite things to do. And every year without fail. Dan Flowers is like the guy who like kind of heads up the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. And yeah. He swore to me this would happen the first year, and I didn't believe him. And it does happen. Every year this happens. We're a family, maybe one guy, maybe the family, all of them, whatever, a representative from a family who got helped from long haul against hunger last year shows up to give you a donation this year. That is one of the, it's happened every single year that we've done this. Dan Flowers told me it would happen. And I was like, there's no possible way. Right. Sure enough, it's happened every year. And it's always my favorite story I hear all year. The thought kind of being there, well, if you're food insecure now, that means you're always going to be food insecure. And that's not necessarily no, it, going to be the case. It's all amazing stories of redemption. How people kind of get like back right. on their feet, which is awesome. And, and that's what most food banks are, is a back on your feet situation. And I know, um, you know, the, the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, they are, their reach is just prolific in what they kind of do there. I know they're a big supporter of the Stark County Hunger Task Force, which yeah. I volunteer with. And like, you don't necessarily think of that. You just think that like, hey, the Stark County Hunger Task Force gets their own donations, do their own things. And it's like, no, that place exists solely because the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank can give them that support. So like, not only are you helping people, you're helping people within the community. You're helping your neighbors. You're helping the kids that, you know, go to your ch- kid's school. And you might not think they're food insecure but they are i you know i remember telling the story the first year and i'm sure i'll get into it multiple times that day um when i took this job over i was living with friends and i was living upstairs in like basically their attic and felt like i i was living with my best friend she'd be like just eat something and i there were days where i wouldn't because i felt like man i'm already borrowing a place to live from you people like I don't want to eat things out of your fridge and so like I was food insecure and I always say this it's like you look at your neighbors and you think well there's cars in the driveway they have money no they don't what they are is their mortgage to the hill they're you know what I mean they have bills to the hill some people honestly more people are food insecure than you think long haul against hunger is an amazing event it's my favorite event we do every year December the 1st we'll be up at the giant eagle on the strip from six o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock that evening let's get you hooked up with a thousand dollars we'll do that right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword win to 200 200 1069 welcome back to the stands ratio on rock 1069 miss anything from this morning you can podcast it at wrqk.com shortly after 10 a.m is when that'll be up they uh they like the podcast here at the iHeartRadio. Yeah, they do. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, they do. They uh, that's the new thing they're they're pimping now. Uh, you know, whatever. I as, as Who long cares, as right? right as long as people go to the websites and are streaming iHeartRadio and doing all the stuff my boss wants, so he stays off my bag about it. Promote whatever the hell you want. Yeah, listen to Joe Rogan. Listen to Mix ninety four one. Just make sure you're doing it on iHeartRadio. That's all you got to do. Yeah, which so yes, our so what iHeartRadio will do sometimes is they'll swallow up the competition. And they'll agree to stream your radio station via our platform. And I got to tell you, I think it's, as a guy who works for this company, it's brilliant. 
Because what way to prove to to your competitor to you don't matter at all? Yeah, yeah, come on board. We'll sh- we'll stream your station for you. Pay us to do it. And it basically just drives home. Dude, imagine working for a competing radio station as a sales staff member. Hey, I heard you guys are now on iHeartRadio. Yeah, well, that's yeah. where really everybody wants to be. So right. we just decided we'd go over there, too. I mean, dude, I've never... I mean, wow. Tough pill <laughs> to swallow. When I heard about that, I was like, man, do I work for the right company doing this? Even tougher, probably, if you're such a small radio station, you can't even get consumed by us. What's up, Q92? <laughs> Let's do it out there. Well, I mean, dude, they got a billboard telling everybody Uh, how many watts it is. uh, That's that's what they care about. That'll do it. (laughs) That will do it. I got to be nicer. I got to see Megan soon. I got to see her soon. I got to be nicer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, As the resident fat ass of Rock 106.9, can I be honest about a food phenomenon that I don't understand? All right. spill Spill the guts there, buddy. Dude, the McRib's just okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just okay. Like, I've never, I, I mean, dude, and I love McDonald's. I, I Dude, I ate there twice over the weekend. But I don't understand, like, I guess I just don't get the rage of this thing. First of all, you put pickles on something like that and your boy's out. Like, I, dude, okay. I, I'm out on that. I'm just not a pickle person. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. I love pickles, but not necessarily what I associate ribs? with ribs. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I see that. I understand why a little bit of onions on top there, just because it gives it a little something. But Contrast. Like, right, but but, sure. but pickles are, are, are a strange pick there. I'll agree. I don't, uh, I don't totally get that one. I, I don't totally get the McRib fascination. Uh, a big part of it is there is the uh, exclusive, you know, hey, you've only got X amount of time weeks to get here, right? Yeah. You've only got sure. you've only got so much time. So that creates the hype right there. Would have to. Um but at the same time, like Am I going to rush out? Is it back now? Is it official? Is it like yo McRib season? Well, not season? in Ohio. Like there's like th- there's oh, like two on. states that are getting this right now. Okay, and you're not one of them. You're gonna have to get on a plane but to go. That just goes to show you how smart McDonald's is here. It's really not smart. Only, it's not only is it like, hey, you can only get this for two months. It's like you can't even get this right now. You don't even like them, and you're thinking about them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not even like on board with it. So so no, that is a pretty smart thing. And I uh. I'll get the McRib, but I'm not going to like go out of my way. I'm not going to be like, oh, son of a bitch, it's McRib, McRib I, season. I like if get I was in. in the drive-thru already and I saw it on the board, I'm probably like, yeah, all right, give me one of them too. Right. But yes. I'm not. I'm not going to go out of my way to get one of those. No, that and that would be it'd be that one time in McRib season where I'd be like, all right, dude, let's let's get it. Yeah, but you're right. It'll also be like, all right, I need a McPick too, and you can throw a McRib in there as well. <laughs> Let me get one of them too. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to get. I, I just I don't understand. As I, and dude, I lo- I have to try all the new food products. Right. I've had the naked egg taco. I dude anything new from a window. Your boy's like, dude, let me add. If that. it's got a commercial, Sandwich's like, yeah, dude, you know what? I gotta oh. talk about that. Dude, I tell you what, I was in a food coma all day yesterday. What'd you do? Did well, I, tell me about what happened. So, there. dude, I was sitting around. I was playing Call of Duty, and right. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of hungry. And I bitch about this all the time. For whatever reason, people who deliver food are scared to death of downtown Canton. Like, I've called multiple pizza shops, and they're like, well, we'll go to the McKinley Grand. And I'm like, well, I live across the street. No, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I you know. Now, listen, I understand that as a business, whether you're Jimmy John's Pizza Hut, whatever delivery you're doing right there, there's only so far you can go because at that point, you can't, I can't send my. It's not economical right, for you. I can't send my, my sure. driver out to Alliance. But at the same time, I mean, you live, and maybe once there's more people that live down there, once that Hercules building opens up, 
maybe they're they'll... doing fantastic. I mean, dude, that parking lot's already in there now. Yeah, like, may- they're moving on maybe, that. Maybe once that opens up and you get some more people in there, they'll and open it. my street's all busy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They'll great. open it up and let you have it. But where did you uh, where'd you get it from? What, so what happened here? So I ended up ordering pizza oven okay because they're open and they will deliver to me because it's only two miles away even though so is everybody else and they won't but pizza oven's like yeah man we'll absolutely come to you we're a canton institution of course we're coming here right and i have been i don't want to call it critical of pizza oven in the past because i feel like their fried chicken's amazing yes but i have i have said before that their pizza is not my favorite pizza place here it's i feel like there are canton pizza places that are better and I have yeah. gone so far as to call it overrated okay. because, dude, again, oh, if you're God. from here, people love pizza. It's like a religion here. Don't get me wrong. You know, McKinley Maslin makes a big difference. But if you ill talk pizza oven here, people are ready to punch you. Bro. I've had ready a, to punch you. I've had a golf course tell me, you know what? Why don't you just stay away from here if you're Jeez. not a fan? Jeez. <laughs> like, I mean, do you think about how much golf I play? And they were like, right. dude, if you don't like that, wow. you're probably not going to like us. Wow. I've had a course tell me. I'm not going to tell you which one, wow. but I've had a course tell me that. What are they? What are they putting rubbery cheese and ketchup on top of their <laughs> golf course like Pizza Oven does? Or what are they doing here? So I ordered Pizza Oven yesterday. And dude, I got to tell you, I think it's the first time I ever had the meatball sub from there. Okay. It was out of this world good. Really? It was so Good. Now, Stansberry's a meatball enthusiast. I don't know if he's ever divulged that information. Built my body after it. <laughs> but like, I, I know modeled you, my modeled my shape after it. I know you are a meatball connoisseur, and I, I know am. that 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 that's how you kind of judge Italian restaurants. That's like the first thing you get is you got to have a meatball, and that way you can kind of know what it is from there. So I, I don't think I've ever gotten a sandwich from pizza. Dude, oven. the bread was like perfectly like crisp on the outside yet fluffy on the inside it was cut perfectly right down the middle in two halves and it was delicious honestly i don't know what it is but dude that honestly because i have some of the pizzas left like i i put the rest of the pizza in the fridge and that's going to be lunch when i go home today (laughs) and pizzas and honestly i may order another meatball sub just to go with it it was so good yesterday so i felt like you know it was a couple of months ago people asked me like dude you're constantly talking about everything you love What's something that from down here that you feel like is a little overrated? And I said that, and people lost their mind. So I wanted to get a little olive branch right there, there. little olive branch right right there, because I feel like they were so very good yesterday. It was delicious. So that was my big exciting life. <laughs> the meatball review. Just just a grown up playing Call of Duty, meatball sauce dripping down his chest. No t shirt either. Just on uh, their underwear, no shirt, just shoving meatball sandwiches in my pile. It was awesome. It was the best Sunday ever. So it turns out people will believe anything that's printed on the internet, but I have harsh news for you. The dark side, the Jedi, are not coming here. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident, the first thing you think is, I can't believe this idiot just hit me. The second thing you think is, where am I going to get this fixed at? I want it done fast, and I want it done right. And that's where North Canton Collision comes in. No matter what type of accident you've been in, big or small, North Canton Collision fixes them all. You can call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason right now at 330-499-5171, and those guys will be glad to give you a no-cost estimate on your repair. Again, it's North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. All week long, we'll have a perfect circle tickets for you. We'll have Canton Charge tickets for you for their home opener on the 15th. 
and we'll also have multiple opportunities at $1,000, which, by the way, your next opportunity happens at 10.10 this morning. Teresa will get you hooked up with your next keyword of the day. Pretty excited about a perfect circle. I'm probably going to go to that one. November 18th? Yeah. I think that's a Saturday, so yeah, you'd be able to. Yeah, I already looked. It is okay. Saturday night. I'm not working at the Agora that night, so I probably will go to see a Perfect Circle Big Fan. There's a couple of videos online at WRQK.com I want you to see. Apparently, Canada has a vigilante pedophile hunter. Okay. Like, he goes out on his own, like, tracks people down on the internet, finds them, like, sets up, like, these fake meets, kind of like how what, uh, you know, To Catch a Predator right. did, and, like, he chases them down and, like, shames them. And like all this stuff, it's a it's a long video. Admittingly, I, I grabbed it from Vice News. It's a little long, um, but you can get the gist of it in a few minutes if you just want to check out a little bit of it. That's online for wrqk.com. I think that eventually that guy's going to get shot. Well, I mean, like I'm. I listen. Yes, I, I love the idea of like bringing pedophiles down, of course. But vigilante justice comes with a lot of complications. A lot of issues can arise there. Also, a woman was dragged out of her seat at a University of Miami. Go Canes uh, stadium as she was like watching the game apparently caught like you know security was called about you know stuff happening between fans and so they're dragging her out and she smacks like she backhands one of the cops right across the face and then he balls up his fist I don't mean to laugh at it but I mean you can see it clear as day and like punches her square in the face not a good look not the best look not not. the best look in the world there so I'm just asking the question. Is she going to get paid out? I mean, you got socked by a cop on Struck film. him first. Yeah, but I mean, you're still a police officer. I, a higher standard there. I get it. And I mean, here's the deal. Even if there's a video of somebody punching me first and I break their jaw punching them, you're I'm gonna, still yeah. going to be charged. Yeah, he's, I mean, my guess is he's probably going to be removed from his position. And not, I listen, I listen, this chick's obviously drunk. There's five cops carrying her out. They're in a bad sp- place here, and she, she does. I think she's going to high-five a guy or something, and she accidentally hits him, but like... Oh, I never thought about that. But, it didn't look that way to me, but I'll watch it again and see maybe now that that's been brought to my attention whether or not that's the thing, because you know what? I never thought of that. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, as an officer of the law, you can't go tit-for-tat. You know what I'm saying? No, you can't. not a good look there so both those are online for you at wrqk.com i do have a little bit of fake news for you uh star wars is not coming to film in ohio really that's not happening shocker never would have guessed it it's just you i it will never cease to amaze me what the human being will believe when they want to believe it what up jesus i uh (laughs) but like people want to believe that the Jedi are coming here, and so you'll just you will just throw away every piece of logic you've ever used in your entire life to buy into this. And I like guys, you don't know you're being scammed via the internet. I mean, what about Ohio would make this the place where Star Wars was being filmed? I understand, you know, there's... Desolate land where nobody has any any hope for humanity. <laughs> yes, I mean, maybe. I guess. Maybe. I actually was in the forest in Northern California. Where they film some of Jedi, like they, it's like in the redwood forest up there, and you can go tour it. And I did, I toured it. And by the way, when you do it, you realize I'm standing next to trees. I have no idea if this is where the oh, land speeder went yeah. by. This is the tree that it, they filmed here. You yeah. can't, you can't notice it by a single look of it whatsoever. At least when like Avengers filmed in Cleveland, you could see buildings and be like, "Oh, I've oh. been there before, dude. I oh. know where that is, dude." Like I was working down. I, that's when I was working at NCX when they were filming that. And so like every day, I was like walking to the RTA. And 
you would watch just cop cars like blown up and floating in the air. Like, yeah, you're right. That was like a thing. I understood why people like rushed to go see that. And I guess maybe that's why people buy this is because big budget films are filming in more locations than they ever have before. Yeah, but didn't this wasn't this like, hey, it's coming to Defiance or something? Yeah, like I that? think it was Defiance. Okay, well. <laughs> You'll never believe what Tom Hanks had to say about Canton, Ohio. Nothing. Nothing. He, had nothing he didn't say anything say. about it. He had nothing, not one thing in the world to say about it. Aside from that, we are done. Teresa will get you hooked up with your next keyword of the day to score yourself $1,000. Ten ten is when that happens. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a fantastic afternoon. See you.